Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me in the studio this week is, of course, Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Not bad. Good week. Yeah, excellent week. Yeah, excellent week, especially after the uh, results at the weekend. Uh, In this episode, we'll, of course, look back on what has been an excellent weekend for Leeds United. Saturday, beating Sheffield Wednesday, 1-0 at Ellen Road to put us three points clear in second. After the other results, we'll discuss that shortly. We will also look at the under-23s and their 2-2 draw with Crystal Palace, played away at Selhurst Park. And then we will, of course, look at the Easter weekend fixtures. Leeds United playing Wigan at home on Friday. Then Brentford away on Monday. Plenty of discussions coming up here on the All Things Leeds podcast. So let's recap on uh, what has been a great weekend for Leeds United then. First of all, uh, with Saturday, Leeds United, of course, playing Sheffield Wednesday. It was a late kickoff uh, of 5.30pm. So majority of sides played before us, including Sheffield United, who we are battling with for the second spot in the championship table. Uh, so Charles, before we discuss the Sheffield Wednesday game, there was a mixture of nerves and excitement uh, even before the game. Well, yeah, because we, uh, me and you were sat in the pub, weren't we? We were watching the result rolling and we, we saw that Millwall had a penalty in like the 86th or 87th minute which Ben Marshall then went and missed despite scoring one against Leeds <laughs> yeah um, Scott, Scott a perfect penalty against Leeds and then goes and, and smashes a crossbar yeah. in this one the annoying thing was it wasn't even like a good save it was just it was just very unlucky they hit the bar yeah <laughs> um, and uh, there was anger amongst Leeds fans for Millwall missing a penalty um, but Sheffield United did go down to 10 men though uh, they won it uh, after Egan produced a great save on the line great save with his hand Blade cheating <laughs> <laughs> straight red card for uh, John Egan he is now out for one game because it was a professional foul uh, but then Jake Cooper for Millwall uh, for the fifth minute of added time headers it in uh, headers the ball into the back of the net and Sheffield United United draw 1-1 they were lucky not to lose the game because they were quite poor and um, now a lot of their fans are saying it's over for them as well is it over for them do you think hopefully <laughs> yeah it would be nice wouldn't it it would be nice for it if it was over for them I somehow doubt it is yeah I mean there's a there's more than enough games for you twist and turn yet yeah, but it's going to be hard for them because they've got no Billy Sharp. He went off uh, with a hamstring injury, so he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, Chris Basham, he is out for three to four weeks. John that, Egan, of course, now suspended. That, those injuries haven't been confirmed by the club, so I wouldn't. I know there's been that Instagram post, but that's not official by the Sheffield United club. So they've both gone off with injuries, but we're not done how severe they are yet. So I do. I wouldn't say take it with a pinch of salt. It, it looked quite bad though. So Billy Sharp and Basham, they're out. Uh, Egan, of course, now suspended. So you know they're missing key players now in that in that first team. Uh, so it is going to be difficult for them. Yeah, 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 it'll be difficult. Obviously, us and Norwich both still have to play Villa. They don't have to play Villa. Sheffield United actually have the easiest running on paper. Yeah. But um, obviously they've still got the Yorkshire Derby with Hull. Hopefully they can <laughs> Hull can pull off a performance there and get a point or hopefully even three. That'd be nice. Yeah. And uh, Forrest, they've, they've got to play Forrest at home. Well, we just have to hope that Forrest can turn up because Forrest don't normally turn up away. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so Sheffield United, they draw uh, one all at home to Millwall. Hilarious. <laughs> that lifted the spirits um, amongst the Leeds fans before the game, I think it's fair to say. But we still had, the, you know, we, got, we still had to get the job done uh, as if we had lost against Sheffield Wednesday and then we would have been in third. They would have been the second on goal difference uh, would have Sheffield United. Uh, but we come out against Sheffield Wednesday and, and for me, we, we all love them. All of them was out to finish. They just couldn't handle us. Yeah, I think it, it summed up the kind of tone of the game pretty much from kickoff because when we kicked off, instead of like 
passing it backwards. Tyler Roberts literally just ran straight at their back line. And it was just kind of constant wave after wave of attack. I noticed that there was that stat that, that most people have seen, which is that we had 28 attempts on goal, which is our best this season. And our second best was Sheffield Wednesday away, where we had 25 attempts on goal. Yeah. So we battered them in both games, and we've still only come away with four points. Yeah, we, we, we should have won that that away game. Me, me and you were there for that one. Cracky um, game for the neutral. Yeah, it was a great game. Two fantastic goals. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd say Click were, were probably the better one. More, more technique. Adam Reaches was just a hit and hope. But yeah, I mean, for me, you know, they just couldn't handle this. Even Steve Bruce, after the game, the manager, came out and said, you know, there were too much for us. You know, their, their levels were too high, and, and we we couldn't, we couldn't contain it. Yeah, I thought they they didn't surprise me the way they set up because obviously Bruce plays a certain way. Yeah, they like the um, organised block. Uh, they defended quite well, to be yeah. fair. Te- teams that come to Ellen Road as well, they, they play all the same way. Most of them do. I mean, Sheffield United, even Sheffield United, were very defensive. It was only really Norwich that has really turned up and tried to play us. Yeah. Uh, everyone else has kind of done the same thing, I mean, and a few people come away with results. Like Hull came away with a result because of it. Forest did it. We we tend to just hammer every team, but we can't quite finish them off. Yeah. But th- this time round, we got the job done. Yeah, we did. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. They did have their uh, few moments, though, particularly uh, in the first half where I kind of pooped my pants. Um, they went one on one with Kiko Casilla, took it round him, but his touch were too heavy, and he ended up hitting the side netting. But that yeah. that was a scary moment. That one, that one, a heavy touch. Luke Ayling tackled him. Yeah. He, he um, if you if you watch the replay. He's in on goal. Ailing comes in from behind him, slides the ball like four yards in front of him. So and then he because he's he's lost so much ground, he has to then fire it first time and he hit the side netting. So it's actually a superb challenge by the yeah, But we, we got away with it there. Yeah, Jansen was out of position. Yeah. If you watch it when the through ball comes through, yeah, Jansen gets he overcommits to the cent- to the centre forward and then there's loads of space in behind there. And that was kind of the only time where I thought I saw, I saw him come through and I thought they've scored here. Yeah, I, I was thinking that they've scored here as well, but we, we got away with it. Yeah, well, it's superb defending off Luke Hale. Luke Hale has had a bit of a resurgence in the last kind of yeah. six weeks or so. I, I'd say that was his best game against Sheffield Wednesday. I really would. His his passing was so good, you know, switching it from right to left, uh, you know, defensive-wise as well. He was excellent. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he, he was coming under a lot of stick, uh, you know, a few probably, weeks ago. I'd, I'd probably say he was better in the Millwall game. Yeah. He got a goal and assist. He's, been, he's been great in both yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. Been great in both of them. You know, it was getting a load of stick and credit to him. He's come out and he's picked it up where it matters. He also likes playing players into form. He's done it with Click this season. He's played him back into form. He's played Aileen back into form. Alioski back into form. We kind of, he's persisted with players. Yeah. Roof's been up and down, but until he was injured, he was steady in the team. So that's kind of Bielsa's way. He doesn't really like coastal changes in in the squad unless injury makes it necessary. Yeah. We, we've got, got to mention that uh, Gaetano Barardi stepped in for Liam Cooper. Yep, uh, Liam Cooper. He was in the starting eleven. It, it, it was an unchanged lineup, but then Barardi, he, he we saw him playing, and I was like, what? Who, who's he come in for? But uh, it was in for Cooper. Uh, Barardi come back from injuries, first start in the first team. What, what do you think of his performance? I think it was a seven out of ten performance. I would say. I mean, he was he was. Steady. He was surprisingly good against Fletcher in the air, um, but for his for his size. But then Brady always kind of battles really well, even though he's not. He's he's a short. He's a short lad. Yeah, um, we're beating Stephen Fletcher to headers. Yeah, he's he, he's he's been properly aggressive in his defending, which is kind of the way you want you want your centre halves to be. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's played, he's played really well. There was a couple of points where he he, he did look rusty. He did look a bit rusty. He kind of. He went. In, he went for passes that were a bit unlikely or unfeasible. Or yeah, gave was, the ball away quite a bit one, as well. There was one point where Casilla passed it out to him, and he—I think it was too fancy on the ball. He booted it straight into their centre forward, and he only went out for a throw-in. 
for us. But it was still kind of like, well, you could have easily loaded that off to Alioski, yeah. or you could load it off to Phillips, or back to Casilla. Or... Yeah, but, but still had a good game, kept a clean sheet. Yeah, he did. Uh, the defence. Um, a word on the defence, though. Uh, I, I saw a tweet uh, a few days after, I think it was the day after, someone tweeted, we must have a maddest defence. It was a defence of uh, Luke Hale, Pontus Janssen, Pavardi, and Alioski. Uh, first of all, it's two full-backs, a centre-back, and a winger playing in our back four. Uh, but also... They were saying the sanest person in that back four is Luke Halen, who pretended to be a horse when he scores a goal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that one. It was like a third one. It was like a, these Alioski's just uh, sorry, his Barani's just tackled Alioski at one point in the game. So he's as mad as a bag of snakes. <laughs> Man, Alioski's mental as well. There was a there was a video of him. I think Pontus Jansen gave him a kiss, and then when Pontus Jansen was walking away, Alioski went and tried to punch Le- him in the back. Yeah, he's just he's just mental. He's just a mad person, isn't he? Twenty seven years old, but he he acts like a ten year old. He plays like a ten year old as well. He just runs about everywhere. I mean, if you can count on one thing in a, in a, in a lead game, home or away, it's that at some point the ball will come over the top and Gianni Oleoski will volley it into the cup. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, instead of crossing it easily, he yeah. will volley it first time into the cup. Yeah. Uh, we were creating a lot of chances. We had a lot of chances, better with the chances. But, uh, you know, as you said, they were defending well with Sheffield Wednesday. But their goalkeeper, Kieran Westwood, uh, who, we, who we were, of course, linked with, uh, with a move in January. Um, but he had an excellent game. He was making some world-class saves. Yeah, I think the best one, the pick of the bunch, has to be from, was Roberts' one from the... From Bamford's ball that he whipped in, where yeah. he literally just flings a palm out and just about saves it over the bar. Yeah, that was an unbelievable save. I was like, how on earth have, have we not scored there? Roberts is only a few yards away from goal, heads it towards the left of the goal. Kieran Westwood's over the other side, and then it's he just jumps like a salmon to the other side. Well, he's he's always been a decent keeper as Westwood, and he's, yeah, especially against Leeds. The reason that they've struggled a lot this season defensively is because um, their fault. At least they had two managers this season. They had Joss Lukai last time we played yeah. earlier in the season. No, they were playing. Um, I don't know what his name is. Their other keeper, yeah, Dawson. That's it, Dawson. He was like the youth team keeper, and he was he was he was just making far too many mistakes. Yeah, but Kevin Westwood fell out with their uh, yeah, manager Joss Lukai. Wasn't playing, but he's obviously their senior keeper, and arguably their best player. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd say he is. Unless you're unless you arguing the likes of Barry Bannon, or maybe, or maybe Forestieri, if he's on form. Westwood is in the top three keepers in the championship. Yeah. Why, why you would not play him is beyond me. Yeah. Um, but it was no no at half time. It could have been 3 or 4 0 to Leeds United with the chances that we had. It, it's the story of our season, isn't it? We go through games and it's 0 0 at half time or 0 0 or 1 all at the end of the game. It's like miss so many chances if we just take the chances and and score when we when we should have then I, I was talking to Chris yesterday because he um messaged me and I was I was, he was I was saying to him if Chris Wood was on this team we'd be 20 points clear in Norwich by now we would we would um but yeah it looked like missed opportunities were going to cost us points again especially after Bamford when he missed that sitter just before he uh, came off in, fair uh, to, came out of roof. in fairness to him it was whipped at his legs quite hard it, it kind of bounced off him more than he had a shot yeah and it and it and it was his weak foot, so we'll we'll let him off for that one. And he, he did play poorly in this game. His hold up play was all right. He he was kind of finding Hernandez and Harrison and click a lot. So and Roberts, yeah. So he was he was just pretty good. Tell you what, so keep on mentioning Roberts before it slips in mind. Roberts, he had a fantastic game, man of a match by far. 
for me against Sheffield Wednesday. I thought he was awesome. I think Calvin Phillips got the official one, but yeah, yeah he played really well. I, I thought Tyler Roberts was, was definitely, you know, he, he, he was everything. You know, going forward, he, he was creating everything, uh, getting all the chances. For me, that, that was probably his best game in the Leeds United shirt, Tyler mm. Roberts. I, yeah, maybe. West Brom at home, he was really good as well. Yeah, and he's keeping Kemar Roof out of the team. Keeping the likes of Izzy Brown out of the team. I don't, Credit to him. I don't, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good work. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Roof would play at, at 10, though. I know the BLS tried it a couple of times, but I don't think it really works, yeah. if I'm being honest. I think Roberts is slightly more technically gifted than Roof is on the ball. Uh, even though he's, all, he's, he's kind of five years younger, but he's, he's got he's got the speed, he's got the kind of youthful exuberance, he's got the... Um, and he, he's really good technically with his feet, is Roberts, whereas Roof's... A be- I think Roof's a, a better striker of the ball and makes slightly better runs in behind than Roberts does. So I don't really see Roof pulling the strings in the way that Roberts is doing at the moment. So I don't, I don't know if he would replace him. Roof would be more likely to replace Bamford. Yeah, a uh, word on the, way, the, um, uh, the Player of the Year awards uh, for, for the youth player. Uh, Tyler Roberts was up for it. I, but I think you know the majority of fans would have voted Jack Clark or I vote, Shackleton. I voted Tyler Roberts. Did you? Yeah. Credit. See, I, I don't think many people would have, but if you can still vote now... Uh, you know, I reckon a lot of people would be voting for Tyler Roberts right now. I voted Tyler Roberts purely because, one, I wasn't allowed to vote uh, Bailey Peacock-Farrell, despite the fact that I think you should be able to because he he was goalkeeper for half a season and we only lost six games in the first half of the season and then we lost four games between January and March, didn't we, or something stupid like that. Yeah. And, and two, because Roberts has played far more games than Jack Clark has and has got more goals, more assists. Playing in different positions as well. Yeah, he's been on the you wing. Know, come front. in when he was called upon. I think, you know, when when Kemar Roof got injured at the beginning of the season and Patrick Bamford was already out, he came up, went up front and scored a few goals as well. No, I, I voted, the, the, the awards were goal of the season and I voted Pablo against West Brom for his, um, his 16 second yeah. goal. I almost voted Click Wednesday because, but I was there for both, so I know, yeah. I know which strike was better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, young Player of the Year, I voted Tyler Roberts, and Player of the Year, most people voted Pablo Hernandez, but I voted Calvin Phillips. Yeah, no, you got on. Yeah, I, I, I don't really remember who I voted, um, but yeah, it looked like Mr. Tuesday was going to cost us in this game. But Jack Harrison, of all people, uh, scoring a goal in uh, sixty-five minutes. <laughs> of all people, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't score many. Doesn't score no. many, uh, but he, he got his himself into a good position. It was a nice ball from Pablo Hernandez. That's his 12 assists now. So 12 goals, 12 assists of the season for Pablo Hernandez. Um, and it, it, Harrison, he just flicked it on and went went to the bottom left-hand corner. It was a nice finish. Well, they finish on his weak foot. Yeah. Which is surprising because his weak foot is usually ornamental at best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. I do. I really want you to do well, but yeah. you, you you frustrate me. You you and that that left hand side sometimes it just frustrates me because yeah. the decision making is is off. Do, do we sign him for next season? Do you think? I think we get him on loan for next season. I wouldn't buy him off City. Hmm. I I think if City agreed to have him on loan again, I'd have him I'd have him as a squad player. Yeah. Plenty of trickery, plenty of pace, and he's he, he actually completes the most from what I see of the squad, and I, obviously I watch him a lot. He does the most skill moves out of any player in the squad, even probably Pablo. Yeah, he, he at least attempts to do more skill moves than anyone in the squad. I mean, obviously Pablo's always trying the nutmeg. His assist was actually a nutmeg. I don't know if anyone anyone picked up on that. Was it? If you watch the goal back when he whips the ball in, it, he whips it through the fullback's legs. <laughs> nice. Pablo, um, Pablo loves the nutmeg. <laughs> Pablo Hernandez, he, he had a decent game as well. Twelve goals, twelve assists, as I mentioned. It was a bit of an un- understated performance, I would say. It wasn't. It wasn't at his best. It wasn't the sh- no. He wasn't wasn't the shining light, but he was still finding the spaces. And because we were so dominant, he was able to get on the ball a lot more. And um, 
and he was able to whip a few more balls in. He was able to find the spaces, find the passes, find click, find Roberts, create a few more chances. And if Kieran Westwood wasn't having a prime Neuer type of afternoon, we'd have probably won that game 4 0. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got 1 0 ahead. Uh, we pushed on for a second. We did get the ball in the back of the net. Uh, again, for sure. He chested it down. I think it was for Roof. Uh, but it went to the back of the net, but it was revealed offside. Roof was offside, Forshaw wasn't. Forshaw yeah. should have just smashed it. Should have welded it first time, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah. tried chesting it down, bit clever, but uh, yeah, uh, offside. Good finish, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, it, was, it was a good finish. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, they did bring on um, Adhey Nuhiu. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, well, they scored a brace against us last season when they beat us 2 1 at Ellen Road. Um, Did he know? Just how much I've I've just blanked that season out of my head. (laughs) And they're still selling DVDs of it in the club shop. Oh my God. Um, Get them on on bonfire, seriously. Uh, but he, he was very, very tall, taller than Pontus Janssen. And oh, he was a giant, wasn't he? he, he yeah, he was winning almost. I, I think he won every single header. It was the Sheffield Wednesday equivalent of bringing on Peter Crouch on it, just yeah. just welly it up to him and he'll win it. Yeah, I think he was, I think he did win every single header. But Charles, you weren't happy though, were you? Because we were sitting back and inviting pressure on, which doesn't really work, does it? Well, I think Sheffield United proved it doesn't work at all, does it? Because that's what <laughs> they did. Yeah. Reading well, through fits of laughter, reading uh, the... Chris Wilder's post-match comments when he's basically just saying that his players kind of betrayed his style going backwards after going 1-0 up and uh, inviting pressure on letting Millwall just whip a million balls into the box. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Leeds do that all the time. <laughs> we, we just get away with it. Um, but yeah, we were we were sitting back more than I'd like, but obviously at the end of a game at 1-0, you're not going to be committing 10 players forward, are you? No. <clears throat> it just uh, doesn't happen. Yeah, but I always find it nervy when, when we start sitting back and inviting pressure. You know, Thomas Christensen, when he was uh, head coach, he used to do it every single game. Bring no on, no bring, question. Bring on Ronaldo Vieira in the 85th minute. <laughs> no question. If we're like a goal ahead or it looks like we can get a good point, he would just stick another defender on and we'd just defend and sit back and invite pressure. It never really worked. Uh, but luckily it did here. Uh, we held on to a win 1-0 fantastically and that put us back into second place and three points clear um, of the Blades in third place. Uh, awesome. Automatic promotion is well and truly in our hands now. I was just going to say that's now twenty games we've gone ahead and held our lead. Yeah, and not not <laughs> twenty games, twenty wins. Yeah, from when we scored first, unbelievable. It's, uh, it is unbelievable. <laughs> Brilliant record. <laughs> uh, but automatic promotion well and truly in our hands. It's looking great. Charles, are you starting to believe a lot more now that, that it's our time this year? I think I'm very very hopeful. But I'm not going to say anything more than that because I'm a Leeds fan. <laughs> and disappointment is ingrained in my soul. Um, <laughs> there's four games left and two of them look very winnable to me. Yeah. Which ones? Well, it'll be Wigan at home and Ipswich away look very winnable to me. Yeah. Wigan are a very are the worst away side in the league, even worse than Rotherham. Ipswich are already relegated. So, the, yeah. And they won't want Norwich to win the title. So if you have a chance to win the title, they might just allow us to easily win it. Yeah. Give it give us an easy one nil and then not really bother us. Yeah. If Sheffield United is gonna win every single game for the rest of the season, we need ten points and then we've secured promotion. But I'm not saying that's gonna happen. For me, Sheffield United, their season's just mess now. No Billy Sharp, no Basham, no Egan now for the next game. For for me, their their season is over. I, I'm convinced it's our year. I am convinced that it is our year. I'm convinced we are going I'm, I'm, up. I'm, I really hope you're right, but I can see Chris Wilder wanted them to run it as far as they possibly can. Yeah, and they will. So all we need is win, win, draw, win. Yeah. Draw the Villa game at home, win the other three for oh. 10 points. I mean, just anywhere. That draw can come anywhere. But Brentford away is very hard. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't won there since about 
1950. Since dinosaurs were roaming the earth. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, I am convinced that it is our year. Uh, but it, automatic promotion is well and truly in our hands. Uh, but that's not where the excitement uh, stopped for the weekend. Norwich had to play Wigan at midday on the Sunday. Uh, they did draw a one-all uh, with Wigan after going behind. They got lucky not not to lose, really. Uh, I remember Liam Clark, he had a really good chance. Uh, but Norwich, they played poor. Um, and that, that result now means that we just sit four points behind them. Wigan had a perfectly onside goal disallowed yes, to win the game. They did. And, and they should have won. Uh, really annoying. Uh, but that draw does mean that we're only four points behind Norwich. Um, we're winning league. <laughs> we're going to win the league. <laughs> we, we always play last, though. Yeah. Norwich and Sheffield United, until the last day of the season, are playing before us every single time. So it's not like we can go to... It's not like we're playing on the Friday and we can close the gap to one point and then the pressure's on Norwich, because that's never the case. They always play first. So there's no pressure for them, because they already... They know before they start playing the game they're still four points clear yeah Norwich though this past week they've drawn two all at home to Reading uh, on Wednesday night and then a one all draw away at Wigan they're not good results for them do you, do you think they're falling off quite a bit they've never won a game this season without Emi Buendia in the side and Emi Buendia is suspended for one more game <laughs> so Mate, we're winning the league we are winning the league Believe, they've, they've, they've got Wednesday next, so yeah. Honestly, it's our year. It is our year. <laughs> Wednesday could turn up. That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can dream anyway. Uh, but yes, wouldn't a win over Sheffield Wednesday at Ellen Road. We're second, three points above Sheffield United and third, and four points of, uh, below league leaders Norwich. It is well and truly in our own hands now, and it's uh, looking great. But let's move on to the under twenty threes. Then a two-all draw for them uh, against Crystal Palace on Monday in the regular professional development league. Um, this game was played at Selhurst Park. Which I love, really. Them playing, you know, I, I, you know, at stadiums, Premier League stadiums. You know, it's a great experience for youngsters to play at, you know, a proper ground, a Premier League ground. Yeah, they they were playing at Watford's ground um, a few months ago. Yeah, what is Watford's ground called? It's uh, Vicarage Road. That's the one. Yep. Good knowledge there. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, a Watford fan, but yeah. yeah, they were playing in Vicarage Road a few a few months ago. So they're playing in Sellers Park now. They're playing in Ellen Road uh, quite a bit this season as well, aren't they? So. It, it's nice to get them used to it because you'd like to think a few of them will make the cut and eventually break through. Yeah, um, I mean, I know it's you know, in front of stadiums which aren't full, but you know, still good experience playing at playing at those type of grounds. Uh, but of course, you know, we've already won the north side of the, pres- of the uh, professional development league, uh, so just about uh, getting minutes really now, isn't it? Keeping up the hard work and getting ready for the semi-finals in both the PDL and the Premier League Cup. Yeah, you've got the, you've got the put the playoffs don't we to, to get promoted into the into the Premier League development league. Yeah, and then we've got the cup. So it'd be nice to, it'd be nice if we could win the league, get promoted, and win the cup all at the same time. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is by far the best under twenty three side we've had at the club for years. Probably since the likes of Cook and Dolphin and Byram. And no, but then you know there was only just a handful of players. Right now, the under twenty three, every single one of them seems to just be playing really well. Yeah, they're, they're all playing quite well at the moment, but you know for a fact that mentally some of them won't be there for senior football. Yeah, Physically, some of them might develop injuries. Like Ben Parker was quite a good player, wasn't he? And then he had these horrendous hip injuries, which meant he couldn't really ever kick on in his career because he was always injured. Yeah, So, so it, there's a lot of obstacles for you, young football players to overcome to eventually be a permanent um, first-team player. Very few, very, very few people make it to the, to the first team. <laughs> Uh, but having said that, 
there's plenty of players in that team that I could see at least making the bench. Yeah, for the def- senior side. definitely. Uh, Ryan Emerson, he scored again in this game. He put us 1-0 up. Uh, it was 1-0 at half-time. Uh, he keeps on scoring. Uh, but then it was uh, Matej Bogus on 79 minutes who put us 2-1 ahead. Unfortunately, we couldn't hold on to the lead, even going ahead twice. Uh, but Matej Bogus, he seemed to get a lot of praise after this game. He, he looks like some player, doesn't he? He's, uh, I saw his goal. Did you see his goal? Yeah, it was yeah. a nice, yeah. nice finish. Great speed, great composure to fit, put it away just looking a good player yeah I mean Matos Click he, he says that Matos Bogus now is a better player than what Click was at that age well very possible you never know I mean Click will know how good he was at that age and if he thinks he's better I mean Click's played really well for us this season yeah and um, could eventually see him could have a Polish midfielder in the side for years to come. You never know. Yeah, uh, ho- hopefully does uh, come through with Ryan Emerson as well, of course, scoring. Uh, now, before we move on uh, to uh, the first team uh, again, uh, just a quick word on the Leeds United's uh, Premier League uh, Cup semi-final against Newcastle United. Uh, we did just mention it. It's 3,000 ticket allocation. Uh, uh, it's on Tuesday, the 23rd of April, so a week from the time that we're recording right now. Um, it is at Nevermore Park in Geisley, uh, but already 1,000 tickets have been sold for the game. Uh, which is uh, incredible support. Yeah, you really do need to see these guys over the line because they've they've had a brilliant season and they and they deserve some some more silverware for it. And yeah, they, they deserve more. I mean, the more they win, the more recognition they're going to get, and the more likely they are that Bielsa's going to start thinking, I need to put some of these lads in the team. So if you can get down there and give you support for ninety minutes and see them through to the final, you never know they might win it. And what a great achievement that would be! A, a nice way to cap up the season for the under twenty threes. Yeah, they definitely do deserve a support. Uh, it will be a sellout, um, guys, I reckon, so make sure you get your tickets quickly. Uh, when asked for the 23s, uh, let's now look ahead to the uh, Easter weekend fixtures. Uh, Leeds United playing uh, two games, uh, same as everyone else. First up is Wigan at home on Friday. Uh, kickoff is at 3pm. Uh, let's look at that game first. Then. So as we mentioned, Wigan, uh, a good one-all draw at home against Norwich in their last game last Sunday. Charles, are you expecting a hard game or is it one that we, that we should be winning easily? They've got some decent players at Wigan. I didn't realise that Liam Clark was playing for Wigan um, until yet until yesterday. But yeah, he, he had a great season last season for Sheffield United, and he's always a dangerous player because he's, he's he's got he's a good finisher. Uh, Rhys James obviously is on loan from Chelsea. He's having a good season. He's he, having a great season despite despite the league position. He's probably the one of the best players in the bottom half of the Championship. Definitely one um, of the best defensive players. Um, but and they've started playing him in, in midfield now rather than defence. So he's. He's, he's acting more like a deep line defensive playmaker. Yeah, and he's taking all their set pieces. Um, so took the penalty. He's, he's, he's one to watch out for. Um, yeah. So they, 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 they've got some decent players. I don't know if Powell is either injured or not. He's quite a decent player on his day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're not to be taken lightly. But away from home, they are very poor. You can see a lot of yeah. goals. They suffer away from home. I mean, we managed to go there to their place and get the three points, which is a good achievement because their home record is why they. I've just why they have a chance of surviving in this division is their home record. Yeah, because away from home they're dreadful. So we we should if we turn up play anywhere near like we did on Saturday we'll turn them over. Yeah, um, I just said to me the other day Wigan um, they play like Barcelona at home and Stockport away. <laughs> yeah, those are my words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so and I stand by it because they do. They, yeah, even when we were at their place they looked fairly decent and they had a couple of players out. So and they they ran Norwich very close last time out, so they'll be confident. They'll be thinking if we can hold the lead leaders to a, to a draw, we we can turn up. We can turn, we might be able to turn over leads. So yeah. 
they won't be coming up. They won't be coming to Leeds and being sheepish. They'll they'll probably yeah. might, might even go for it. You never know. Yeah, but but they do seem like a completely different team when they play away from home. You know, they, they, they've got one of one of if not the worst away record in the league this season. I think it is the worst. It's worse than Rotherham. Yeah. You hate saying it, but we really need, we need, need to take maximum yield from it, really. We can't really afford to drop any points against Wigan because we've got Brentford away in Villa after that, and they're really hard games. Yeah. So we need three points here. Set us ourselves up nicely and hope Forrest can just do us a favour. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, It should be a win. I'm expecting nothing less. Um, you know, it won't be easy. Wigan coming up telling the road, you know, like every other team, probably going to step up the game about a thousand times no uh, better than what, what they usually do. Um, Wigan, though, they are 21st and just two points above the relegation zone, so they are scrapping for points. They'll hold on to anything that they can, won't they? Yeah, they'll be desperate to get three points. I mean, they've got some... They've had a really hard run in, to be fair. I think that... I don't know if they're playing after us. I think it's someone more... Someone difficult as well after us. So they've, yeah. they've got a horrendous run in. So they'll be really, they'll be trying to get as many points as possible and hoping that Rotherham and Millwall don't pick up too much. And looking at Millwall, they're poor. Looking at Rotherham, mm. they're poor. Yeah. Saying all these teams, we're never going to have to play them again after this season. Going to go up and never have to play them again. Don't say that, mate. Don't say that. That's far too confident. <laughs> uh, but I, I won't be confident if we're four points clear with one game to go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we did win uh, 2-1 away at Wigan uh, ourselves early on in the season. Uh, so we already know. How to get the job done against Wigan, don't we? Uh, yeah, from what I recall of that game, we conceded very early, and then we. Yeah. It was from a free kick. Bailey P got foul. Just yeah, like one of his, one of his usual mistakes from free kicks and set pieces. Yeah, yeah, he's had a decent season. Yeah, and he, has, he kept out a few good uh, good efforts. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Pablo equalised at about fifteen minutes, so it was kind of square one. Yeah, and then our, our winner was a, a really scrappy. It was a mistake from the goalkeeper, wasn't it? Their goalkeeper's suspect. Yeah, he's letting a few howlers this season, so he, he he dropped it straight to the feet of Roof, who just poked it in, and it was two one. Then we won the game. Yeah, and he's he's done it a couple of times though. He's, he's got. I've seen him drop the ball. I've seen him palm it out to opposition players. We could get a bit of joy by testing him. So I'd like to see us have. Made plenty of shots. It's not. It's not. It's not the Kieran Westwood again. He's not a great keeper. We can, we can beat him. Yeah, we we should win. You know, a win would put us one step closer to promotion. Sheffield United, as we mentioned, they do play at home to Nottingham Forest uh, in the early kickoff on Friday, twelve thirty. So we will know their score by the time that we start. Uh, so it could be a good feeling, like it was uh, last Saturday, or it could be pressure on. Again, Charles, what what are you expecting? Will Sheffield United win that one? Do you think, or I mean, worst, you know, especially bearing in mind the players that are missing? Worst case scenario, we kick off um, level with points, with the opportunity to go three points clear. Best case scenario, we are three points clear with the opportunity <laughs> to extend it to six points. Yeah. So there's quite a bit of there. There's quite a lot of variables as to what can happen. Yeah. It's a problem with with Sky playing all the games at different times that you. I mean, at least it stops people checking their phones because we already know what we have to do before the game. Even yeah. the players know. The players said that with it while while they were warming up for the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game, the crowd started going mental and they, and they knew that <laughs> Sheffield United had at least dropped a couple of points. Yeah. Um. So they'll the players will be aware of it. We need to just do what we just need to do what we need to do. We need yeah. To, just Turn focus up, on us, get focus the job done. Beat Wigan. Yeah. Whatever happens at their ground happens at their yeah. ground. Literally, it's in our own hands now. All we need to do is just focus on ourselves. If we win all our games, then uh, we're up. For- Forest out on horrendous form, but hopefully yeah. they can put some semblance of a performance. Yeah. But Sheffield United, they're on bad form as well. They're not playing too great. Um, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it could be a good feeling again uh, before the game on Friday. Um, Every Sheffield United fan I've seen is uh, is desperately hoping that Wigan turn us over. Every <laughs> single one of them is, is, is like, oh, 
we, we can play really well against Norwich. I bet they'll turn over Leeds <laughs> and I bet we'll turn over Forest and we'll be back on level points and we'll go above them on goal well, difference. Every single one of them saying that. I'm so confident Wigan are not going to turn us off. <laughs> uh, back onto that game, though. So it'll be an unchanged lineup, but unless there's any injuries, it will be an unchanged we lineup. We must be approaching some kind of Leeds record. I think it's but like how it, many unchanged lineups we've I had? Think, I think it's 11 in a row if we feel the same one against Wigan. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, score prediction then for this one? What are we going to go for? 2 0 Leeds. 2-0 leads. I'm going to go for 3-0 leads. I reckon, I reckon we can do a good Just job on them. Just a comfortable afternoon. Yeah, I reckon true. we can do a good job on them. <laughs> um, let's have a look at uh, Monday's game then. Away uh, at Brentford. Uh, we have a late kick-off uh, again, 5.30pm. Uh, so it will be on Sky Sports. So if anyone who you know is, is abroad or can't go to the game. Another team um, that's brilliant at home and tragic away. <laughs> Brentford. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I think it is a game that everyone is scared of. Um, you know, We never do well against Brentford away at Griffin Park. You know, as we mentioned, we haven't won there since the 26th of August, 1950, where we won 2-1 in Division they, 2. They were impressive at Ellen Road, really. No, but the score of penalty, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Yeah, they, they, they it was dived. A dive. It was a dive. Yeah. Um, but the, their general play at Ellen Road was impressive. They, they, they were a good team. I mean, I hate Neil Mopé. I just do. <laughs> I, I hate everything about him. I hate his cocky attitude. I hate the way he celebrated towards the South Stand when he scored that unjust penalty. So I really hope we turn him over. I don't... I, <laughs> I don't like Ollie Watkins. He's a cheat. <laughs> Mope is the uh, third high goal scorer in the league, though. Yeah, he's a penalty merchant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know we should win. But you know it's it's not going to be easy, is it? It's not going to be easy. No, against they're, they're good at home. Uh, yeah. But they have just lost to Reading, so yeah. And Reading are garbage, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, they they, are. they they were the only team I've seen Leeds play this season, and I'm including Bolton in this, where I've genuinely thought this lot looked like we're playing a training game. I, you know, when we beat them three 0 at their place, we just we we were three 0 up at half time, and it was just, it was just like target practice. Yeah, and and Anders with a couple and um, Click with the other one, and it was just easy, really mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. So if if Reading can get slapped by us three 0 and Reading can beat them, we've got we've got it, to beat him. <laughs> but it's the championship, and it never yeah. works like that. But no. we really should just turn up and beat him. Yeah, uh, as we said, we did draw one all at home to Brentford back in October. Uh, but Brentford right now the 14th on 54 points. They've got absolutely nothing to play for. So just let us win. <laughs> let us win. You got nothing to play for. Let us win, and then uh, yeah, fair, fair, fair play. Maybe near the playoffs if they didn't, if they didn't have that horrendous like ten game winless run they had in the middle of the season. Yeah, over like December, January, I think they they just lost like ten games in a row. Mm. So they they kind of screwed up any chance they had of getting playoffs, but. They'll still want to finish as high as possible. You know, people always say, like, oh, they're just dead rubber teams. They're on the beach. They won't do much. But they all want to be. They all want to finish as high as possible. They'll, they'll want to finish kind of 11th or 12th if they can. So Yeah, always, always. Um, as you mentioned, they did lose 2-1 away at uh, Reading um, in the last game. On Friday, they've got um, Millwall. Uh, Millwall away so that could be a loss it's never easy going away to Millwall so they, they could lose that and if they're going into the game back with two losses and then you know <laughs> I, I always jink this because we, we always play teams who have lost loads before and then they end up beating us for some reason we're always better against the good teams yeah we're always, always better against the teams who are on good form I think do you think it's a mindset thing then the players go into games are like oh they've been awful the past few games we'll just win this and then yeah I think sometimes we do turn up like Games like QPR and games like Birmingham, where we just turn up and we're a bit casual, and we we, we think it's going to be easy, we but we don't play it never our football, is. and we and we we play into opponents' hands, and we get we get punished. And when we play teams like Sheffield Wednesday, like one, one loss in thirteen, we think right, we're turning up, we're doing this. Yeah, we're, we're going to play our game, 
and then we win. <laughs> yeah. That's just as simple as it. it, which worries me a bit for this Wigan game, but I, I hope it's the case where we just turn up, yeah. Ellen Road, get the three points. Yeah, will be nice. Maintain our three-point advantage at worst. Actually, we will be at worst, would it? Never mind. <laughs> Probably at least maintain our three-point advantage, maybe extend it to four and possibly even six given given the results. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to predict a lineup for this one because, uh, you know, you don't know what could happen on Friday. We could get five, five players injured, ten players injured. Um, but a score prediction for Monday's game against Brentford? Probably 1-0 Leeds. 1-0 Leeds. I'm going to go 2-1 to Leeds United. You know, the last time we won there was 2-1 in Division 2. So I'm going to go 2-1 to Leeds in United. 1950. <laughs> in 1950. <laughs> before Don, 11 years before Don Revy was manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 to Leeds United. I reckon we can uh, get the uh, that one over the line. Uh, but it's mental, though. We could be promoted by Monday, by the way. Sheffield United, they're away at Hull on Monday. Do you, do you reckon they'll win that? That'll probably be a draw. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it all works out, if Sheffield United don't pick up three points or more from their next two games over Easter weekend and we win them both, then we could be promoted. <laughs> on Monday night, if um, if Sheffield United lose against Forest and Norwich beat Wednesday, then Norwich are up. Yeah, Norwich up could be up on Friday, <laughs> uh, but it would be mental if we're promoted by Monday. It would be mental. Well, then we're just going to Villa and like a. It would be mental against Villa. Like a well, it'd be like a training, like a friendly, what basically. But the atmosphere would be rocking. But then again, you say that. It won't be friendly because Leeds still have a chance of winning the league. Yeah. So they'll, they'll want to win the games. Maybe, maybe we could have a still have a, still have a chance of winning the league. D- definitely, though, guaranteed that Aston Villa game, the last home game of the season, there is going to be a pitch invasion <laughs> at the end of that game. Almost definitely. Almost definitely. If that if that game, if we win that, and it confirms that we that we're going to get promoted, or if we're already promoted anyway, it's there's still going to be a pitch invasion without a doubt. I've never been on Elm Road. On the pitch at Ellen Road. No, never have I. I went there for the Bristol Rovers game a few, uh, a few years ago. I wasn't there either. Uh, <laughs> uh, but four games left of the season, it's looking good. No matter how it finishes, it has been a great season. It really has. So j- just enjoy it. Enjoy the finish because... It will break my heart yeah. if we don't go up, though. <laughs> it will break your heart, but it's been a fantastic season. Just enjoy it because seasons, seasons like this don't come around too often. They, they really don't. No. They really don't come around too Supported often. Supported leads a long time and I've never had anything like this. <laughs> we, we had we had League One, but that was League One. League this one. is to go to the Premier League. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, episode 17 of the All Things Leeds uh, podcast. Then. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Charles uh, for joining me as always. Thanks very much, Matt. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, has listened as well we really do appreciate it if you enjoyed then why not subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on give us a 5 star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there share the podcast around help us out that would be very much appreciated Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leads on social media we're on Facebook just search All Things Leads Twitter and Instagram search All Things Leads 1 keep up to date with everything that is happening subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already Uh, me and Charles we will be back next week to have a look ahead to the final home game of the season yeah It'll be it'll be mad. Yeah. Look forward to it. Next week we could be promoted, or we may just need to win to get promoted, or we may need to win to get back into the top two. Who knows what could oh happen? But the final home game of the season we'll look ahead to in next week's podcast, which is mental. This season's just flown by. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>